welcome to another Hello. great. Hello. <laughs> that voice is Palay Jerry. <laughs> Hello and welcome Wade. to 20 and 21. My name is uh, Josephine. Home Frisch. of the Mid Atlantic accent. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the shark. Yeah, the other guy, he is, oh man. He has gone completely broke. He can't pay his lawyers, but he claims his pillow company's still doing just fine. It's the good doctor, Doc Warren. <laughs> doctor. I, I will file a lawsuit. <laughs> For parties. That sounded like Schwarzenegger filing a lawsuit. A lawsuit will be filed. It's not a lawsuit. <laughs> not lawsuit. a lawsuit. I-9, blackout. You asshole. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, sorry, 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 sorry. Talk, 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 talk. I won't do it again. Oh, man. I'm doing a comedy bit from the 80s. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving my one swear word for when we get to the, the bad guitarist list because one of them oh, was actually man. mean to me and called me a name. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I might know who that is. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> it can't be C.C. DeVille. I think it was Eastwood Frisch. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not to my face. I was going to ask either one of you... Uh, Either one of us had anybody else that, either one of us on either one of us lists, but uh, I refrained from that, <laughs> from that joke. I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't have you guys, but there's a, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> With that American mm. Lion man. <laughs> well, I, you know, I thought about Robbie and I was like, you know, man, having a Series 10 from Frank's for six months, I, that probably qualifies you as a guitar player <laughs> as much true. as anybody else, but... Sure. Probably have a crate amp, I'm guessing. Oh, crate. <laughs> if, if he, if he did, he got screwed. <laughs> yeah, the crate amp usually came with the guitar if you bought it from the Frank's. That's what I was going to say, of course it did. <laughs> I think I, 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 think I have my grandfather's old PV. Oh, okay. Do you remember oh, you Stone? Did. Yeah, you were, yeah. Stone. Remember that little PV that was Grandpa's? Yep. i tell you yep. the best one, though, Eastwood. You remember there for a while, uh, old Frank Cheap Cheap Hoss had some stuff yeah. that was branded uh, Dr. Fong, F-O-N-G. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had some Dr. Fong monitors and stuff. <laughs> Wait, where's oh. that right that? You can't write that. That's it, Dr. Fong. For those that, uh, un, un, un in the know, a uh, very small town we grew up in had a music store <laughs> ran by a character. We and, were uh, born in a small town. That's right. And, uh, yeah, he had some, some – the products always worked, but they were kind of like, where'd you get these? <laughs> well, he uh, he had a he had an end. What he would do is he'd go over to St. Louis once a week to take mm. kids to the Shriners Hospital for free. But while he was taking the kid, while he dropped the kids off the hospital – He'd run over to St. Louis Music, and he'd yeah. go in there and buy all their B-stock. The he'd buy yeah, all, all their, their second stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of uh, guitar guts from him, and I think we paid him $27 a guitar for like a series, oh, I, you know, like a yeah, guitar that had a yeah. big ding in the back of it. All he wanted were the electronics. I didn't care about the guitar Man, itself. I, I was modding stuff, or I thought I was. <laughs> I wanted a nameplate one day. Thought I was like, I was. hey, I was I like, you don't it. know where I can find uh, like the badge off of a Marshall amp, do you? And he goes, hang on a second, Hoss. And he comes back with a screwdriver. And he goes, there's a he goes, there's a little Marshall practice amp somewhere in the back. He said, if you can get it pried off of there in one piece, you can have it. Oh my god, that's so I did. That's great. Oh man. Oh, cheap, cheap hoss! What a good cat! Yep, uh, those uh, were the days, as they used to say. 
Well, you know, I'll tell you of actual interest to, you know, somebody who might be listening. One of the, the coolest thing about Frank's was is that, you know, you'd go down there on Saturday afternoon because you had to make your PA payment. So, you know, yes, Saturday afternoon, right. the whole world was hanging out at Frank's. Yep. And, uh, and he had this old popcorn machine and stuff. But there'd always be this old guy sitting there holding court picking guitar, you know. And when we were kids, it was like, well, yeah, of course, that's just Billy Grammer. Yeah. Now right. it's right. oh my God, right. that was Billy Grammer, member of the Grand Old Opry. Uh, right. You know, right. actual huge. You know, <laughs> you know, like picked out my first guitar I ever had. Like he was like, let me see it. You know, like yeah. played it, messed around with it, and uh, was like, that's a dang good guitar there. And it was. I still have that guitar. I love that guitar. It was in a, a 1978 Electra. Uh, one of the coolest I mean, ever made. Man, we had our own like living icon sitting there teaching us as as kids and like, you know, yeah. it wasn't lost on us, but it, I was much older but, before I realized quite the impact he had on country yeah. music, you know. I was gonna say we didn't have the internet or anything back then. It was if we, No, if, no. If he wasn't in our parents' collection, it was literally like, Do you know who that guy is? Oh yes, he I think he played with so and so, you know what I mean? Exactly. My exactly. Dad knew him more yeah. than I did. But yeah, then when you get older, you're like, "Holy crap! I talked to that guy a hundred times." <laughs> yeah, and here he is on you know. <laughs> there's a picture of him and Les Paul. There, you know, there's a picture of him and it's yeah, it was insane, you know. But yeah, in having, the membrane, uh, in having the membrane. old Billy Grammer around was special. In the brain. In the brain. My son. Now there you go. <laughs> you imagine Billy Grammer smoking a great big <laughs> joint. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's one. That's one. Oh, man, this might not air on WPR. I, I swear I'm not going to do another. I, I swear I'm not going to do another. I don't have time for this. I'm like Riggs. It, it was, not it was for comedic effect. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Murtaugh. It was necessary for my art. I'm not getting old. I'm not getting too old for this. I'm getting too tired for this. Yeah, right. You guys aren't as funny as you think you are. <laughs> mind, mind your manners. I'm just like, I'm going to be a, 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 a comedian like Seinfeld. You shouldn't craft a curse if you're funny. Like, yeah, sometimes it helps. Honey, has anybody you ever told you you're prettier than Greg Maddox? <laughs> I don't know. While Robbie was stepping on my Foxworthy impersonation, hey, Robbie, I was, was I stepping cause. on a yours, Robbie? I missed yours. I was well, stepping I was on yours. Eddie Murphy doing the cause. <laughs> so we had it. So we had an Eddie Murphy, Jeff Foxworthy uh, mashup there for a second. Hey, I was gonna. That reminds me. <laughs> right. I watched uh, the season. <laughs> I watched the season my opener Nightmare of Saturday Night Live. Yes. And it was actually pretty good. I was I was impressed with the show because you know. Um, but the Bad opening was, um, yes, the opening was a, it was a cold opening with Pete Davidson talking about, um, you know, tragedy, you know, because Israel and Gaza stuff. Is. Oh, okay. Right. Well, Did you know what's bad? About, it's like for a week, everybody's like, oh, this has been a really bad month. I'm like, shit, I wonder what's going on with that person. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up talking about after his dad died at 9-11 and he just kind of withdrew from the world. His mom went to get him um, a children's movie called Delirious, but she got the wrong one. And it was Eddie Murphy's stand-up. And oh, they put I thought it she in was the getting the orderlies. And she was playing, and they were playing it, and she starts hearing all this filth and you know profanity. But it was the first time she'd heard him laugh in months, so she let him listen to it. And he was saying that's kind of what got him falling in love with stand-up comedy. I just thought that was a nice little anecdote that, that you know is. it took Eddie Murphy's. 
you know, um, filthy, filthy, delirious stand-up yeah. that every Gen X kid knows by heart. I wish that he got us all really into a, stand-up, didn't That's he? a sweet story, but uh, I wish he would have maybe listened to some stand-up comedians that were funny. So he could have maybe carried through to his career. Hey, Eddie was funny. You mean you, mean you ain't got no ice cream don't hold up for 50 years? <laughs> you want to have some of my ice cream? Well, psych. You want some ice cream? Now, I will tell you that uh, we got, we got such and such at home, you know, meme. I would say that Eddie Murphy is a direct inspiration for, uh, you know, we have that at home. Right? You know what I'm talking about? The, the no. we yeah. have that at home meme? I don't. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the when, when you say welfare burger, right? When you say when you say home burger was like the the origin of that meme. We got that. At, we got McDonald's at home. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe exactly. So. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's the first time they were that joke was ever told. Because Eastwood is a pescatarian. That's true. I used to be. I'm a recovering pescatarian. Oh man, you, you you missed it, Eastwood. I ha- I had some good fresh trigger about a week ago. I'm telling you, man, that's oh, I, that is quickly become my favorite fish. Oh, oh really? nice. I like trigger fish. Yeah, trigger fish, man. Well, it sounds dangerous to me. And that's what I thought, but it's, it's good. It's, good. it's like America. all the good parts of fish. You can't with none take of the my bad right to have a trigger fish. fish. <laughs> I can be triggered, but you can't take my trigger. I always thought that they came from whenever Leonard Skinner took all those 38 specials and dumped them to the bottom of the sea. Oh. But what do I do? But hey, then became really gun-toting shooters <laughs> and pro-America rebel flaggers. Real fast. <laughs> Reminded me, I saw Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa's estate is selling all of his stuff, all of his recordings. I saw that. Really? For uh, you figured Dweezil would have all that shit, all that uh, stuff. Apparently not. Yeah, that was that slide. Uh, No, uh, it's like his 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 famous uh, uh, studio stuff for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And musicians uh, yeah, you're all right. over Why are posting you? about it. Like they're saying, let's you know, let's buy this stuff and help the estate and the family and all this stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. How much? How much you want to bet? Uh, Beato buys all of it and then makes so much money off the YouTube videos that uh, that he spawns from it that uh, that oh he buys gosh. a rocket. That would... because that's what that's what Rick Beato needs is a rocket. A rocket. He is right. he is a he needs to be the first space douche billionaire guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like it. That would be great. Yeah, uh, I have no. I bet it's gonna go. There's so much stuff. I read through it, and I was half you of it what? seems obsolete he, to me, though. Because I was like, well, you know, Jack White and Foo Fighter Dave guy might buy this stuff because it's old analog recording stuff. Well, I mean, seriously, with Pro but, Tools around, I mean, yeah, I can buy a '54 Strat, but what do I need it for? Yeah, and also, <laughs> seriously, uh, now I, the I mean, only as far as like working I, and playing, you don't. Sure. The only thing that I saw that I was like, ooh, yes, were the uh, old mic, the mics he had. He had some really cool. Um, I had the whole the list of recording microphones. I was kind of like, holy crap! And he had named some of them. <laughs> they had names like Gandhi. The Peacemaker. <laughs> so I was like, you know. Peacemaker. I love that show. <clears throat> so, hey, I mentioned it earlier. What do you think about old, uh, our buddy? I shouldn't talk too loud. He might show up. Our old buddy. Uh, oh, God. Mike Lindell has uh, made some statements that he's officially broke. He has absolutely yeah. no money left. 
Um, he hasn't. Hey, he hey what Mike Lindell say when they get to the ball? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That was a. Woo. Hey now. <clears throat> um, Here it is. I've ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> he claims no, I, I ran out of money. I have no money personally. Nothing left. Nothing left. That's, a, that's, why, that's what and he was doing at the time, ball. We can't pay our lawyers. We can't pay lawyers a couple million dollars a month, you know. You're going to get pay lawyers. I can't get the money, so you're going to have to be a regular American and deal with uh, um, uh, lawyers who are overworked, underpaid, and, and um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. You know, that's something that doesn't really get talked about. To and I think mostly guy, right? it's because, you know, the reputation of the legal profession in general probably, you know, has, doesn't Richie, have too Richie many bridges? more. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think they can fall too many more rungs on the ladder, you know, as far as public opinion goes. I mean, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty well pond scum, but... You know, I mean, the numerosity of attorneys who are willing to go out and represent people that, you know, were just patently, patently wrong, patently frivolous. I mean, you know, lawyer, the legal profession has done nothing to help itself in the last six years through all this stuff. I mean, not one thing. <laughs> There's not, not at one turn has the legal profession been like, you know what? Those guys came out of that smelling like a rose. <laughs> That's true. The desserts, the jokes are well deserved, and we need to write more of them. I agree. Um, what do you want to get to first? You want to get my? Uh, it's the it's the end of the uh, Halloween season, I believe. Do you want to get my seven last Halloween movies out of the way, and then we can get into this very controversial? Yeah, well, yeah. Let's clear, clear out the underbrush. Let's all the that scary so we can crap. clear up space for just uh, <laughs> eviscerating, <laughs> eviscerating guitarists. We may or may not have a yeah. F your F your segment, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know the rule of um, improv is to say yes, but I'm going to say no, Joe. I do want to no. see uh, see what Shark knows about any of these here. Like the Bugs Bunny, no, no. <laughs> Here we go. Last week, uh, last week, my favorite season. Watching one a day. These are not necessarily for me to watch. These are me telling you what to watch. <laughs> and I also watch them all. Because uh, why wouldn't I? It's the Halloween season. First on the list, we got the OG. Uh, it gets a lot of flack, but uh, it, it holds up pretty well until the end when uh, Jeff's boy, Matthew Lillard, sticks his tongue out a bunch. That's the old G scream. Shark, you've seen Scream. What's Scream about? Scream? Yeah. Um, well, I watched it last night to get on the hub. Um. <laughs> now, Scream oh, 1, though. No, I'm not talking about... <laughs> I'm not talking oh, about which oh, one. Oh, yeah, about I think this here, was this Scream was Scream. This or? was yeah, it was Scream twenty two or twenty three. I don't remember which one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, oh, so you're back on horror. Not we're we're doing horror, not yeah, horror. Yeah. Right? Okay. Don't okay. So Scream Scream is a is a. Uh, you have to know. Scream, I don't. Right? I don't think you could call it homage. I think parody is is probably closer. That tried to turn into something real, but other than Matthew Lillard was never good. <laughs> Uh, parts of Scream uh, suck. However, uh, the overall originality of it when it came out really did revitalize horror. Uh, horror it was pretty much dead at the time. So, uh, uh, I think the only thing I remember is Drew Barrymore was in all the uh, trailers and stuff, mm-hmm. and she ends up only being in like the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, they pulled the old Hitchcock on you. 
the old Hitchcock on you. Hey, hey, and this they, is a uh, family show. <laughs> <and> they uh, <laughs> they uh, made you think that she was going to be the star and then killed her quite brutally within the first uh, about seven minutes of the movie. Yeah, about ten did minutes. Scream, did Scream come out around the same time as one of the uh, one of the parody movies, like Not Another Scary Movie or something? Was there some movie like that that came out I close think in not time? Another, to uh, scary movie came scary out. Scary movie came out after. Yeah, well, yeah. And, it and, plays I, homage to it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's... And I think that's I I think I get all that confused in my head, and so I you know I think that like it's that whole thing is just like a comedy ish deal, you yeah. know? Because the uh, first scary movie is a, literally a complete rip off, beat for beat of Scream. So okay, all it's right. very easy yeah. to get confused. They're just playing it for laughs. Where the other you know something I gotta give props to about Scream because I did yeah. watch Scream. I like that it kind of you're saying revitalized the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially, I think, for younger people. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of horror movies, I don't know, they felt more adult-oriented, and this one put mm-hmm. the horror it was, in a firm teenage world. Yeah, I was going to say, it was in a teenage world, it was pop culture, which most horror was, but it had become so stupid that teenagers yes. didn't care about it. Like, camp directors, come on. I mean, but like, that's it, uh, stupid. Now, Shark but knows. in their everyday shark suburban, privileged life, yeah. I camp think Girls, works. Camp Girls 3, I know Sharks eat that one. You know, that, that's, yeah, that's something, Eastwood, you need to put on your agenda. We need more summer camp movies. We have, there's been a severe lack of summer camp movies here in the last 10 You're years. true. There was Wet Hot American Summer, and that's pretty much it. That's kind of uh, it. Yeah, there's been a couple horror camp movies, of course, but that's a different story. I think, you know, Amer- I mean, American Pie, obviously, you had to do at least one or two where they're set in a summer camp. That just mm. like you know how well, how could you but, not you know? Yeah. To your point, Rob, it did. Uh, it was fun for kids. I remember seeing it uh, when I was young. But also, it was fun for old school horror fans because they had all the rules of horror from all the movies they grew up watching. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so it really did tie. Uh, you know, it was one of those that got all the demos. You know what I'm saying? All right. Next on the list, I got. <clears throat> A little cheesy, but damn it, I love it. I love every character in it. It's why I watch it. It's not for the kills. It's for the thrills. I get to hanging out with my old buddies. Friday the 13th, part two. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's just such a fun movie. Let's get on with the list. Uh, just because he died, I threw the exorcist in there for old William Friedkin, <clears throat> which I was thinking about this. He's kind of cheating with his name, you know? He's like, hey, I'm William Friedkin. <laughs> William Friedkin. That's when I'd be like, just say already. <laughs> All right, that was one for me. <laughs> That's just saying, I, yeah, you feel the left out. I, I mean, that joke, I could not let that joke go. <laughs> that was, it was good, right? All right, next yeah. on the list. Shark, what's this one about? One of my favorites, Dario Argento. I usually play it at Frischmuth's. Tenebrae. Tenebrae is the name of it. Tenebrae? Tenebrae. Yeah, this is this is a story about a Tex-Mex uh, chef um, who takes on a young wow. protege. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I want to see where this goes. Tenebrae. <laughs> yeah. What you don't know, Shark, is that Eastwood is writing these things down so he can use them as movie ideas <laughs> yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody ever is like, hey, here's $100,000, we need 10 films. He's like, don't worry, I got you. I got, yeah. them. I got them right here in the hey, bag. Shark, got a question for you. <laughs> haven't, haven't seen any camp films in a while. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird deep cut. But, uh, uh, okay. This is a deep, deep cut. Uh, 
you know, you know the old I don't, Shark probably didn't like it, but the uh, Ron Burgundy, uh, uh, what's it called there? Anchorman. Have you ever seen the second Anchorman, Rob? When I say the oh, second, oh, absolutely. One, well, I don't mean the second absolutely. one. I mean the one that was made concurrently with the first one, and then was released what? as a special. Uh, oh best, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the uh, extra cuts. So, yes, 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 yes. It's, I know uh, what you mean. It's uh, called. What is it called? It's not. Is it? It's not. Wake up, Ron Burgundy. It's Anchorman. Yo, that's it. Anchorman. Wake up, Ron Burgundy. <clears throat> There's a whole side plot with a radical group. That's uh, <clears throat> that's kidnapped Veronica Corningstone. It's a separate movie completely from Anchorman. Wait a minute. Maybe I have not seen this. It's that, hard that to get. Sound familiar to me. I, really. ha- I I own it. It was literally a Best Buy only option when it came out. And it had a separate disc that had this other movie that was made. It was literally like they made a second movie in case the first movie test screened poorly. Okay, I like that. I like and, that. Uh, so some of it you would recognize, but seventy percent of it's all different. And they and they went out of their way to use different jokes in each scene you watch. So it's not. Is a it scene good? Scene. Yeah, parts of it are hilarious. <laughs> I personally love it. But uh, anyway, what is the greatest thing in the world about it, though, is there is a commentary on it. And the commentary is Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, but Adam McKay is in character as a, I'm a big Hollywood producer. Right. <coughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And one of the skits he does within the, within the commentary is Will Ferrell's like, who are you? I don't even know who you are. Like the whole, you know, it's a whole thing where he's like, you're not up from this movie. And at one point, it always makes me laugh. He says, well, you know, I'm on the outside of the biz. I drive around in my vehicle, and I shout out ideas to guys that look like players. (laughs) 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 So I might drive around. I see a guy. I'll roll down my window and say, it's been a long time since a dog movie. Bam, they made Shaggy D.A. (laughs) (laughs) That's immediately where my brain went to. It's the guy that shouts out ideas at random to Hollywood people. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got a question, and I might have brought this up before, but as you know, my brain's been just shot lately. Do you consider Lost Boys a horror movie? Oh yeah, it's totally absolutely okay. Okay, I just because I I love that movie. I know it's probably because I'm just a Gen X kid. uh, Then I would Um, suggest for you, Halloween four or no no uh, sorry, Uh, Friday the Thirteenth I think four. Yeah, I think it's four Uh, with Corey Feldman. Uh, It's Corey Feldman. Oh, that is right. I remember that one. I watched that one. It's a great one. Um, It really is. It's it's one of my favorites. I know I just said two was my favorite, and technically it is, but I do love the one with Corey. It's very retro. You see him playing video games at the beginning of it. Anyway, uh, it's it's a fun movie. I suggest it too. And I, you know, I those movies aren't that scary at all when you watch them now. They're just fun. They're more they're more nostalgia. endorphin blasts for myself and my wife <laughs> right <laughs> we watch him <clears throat> we're gonna move on here i had to get some brian de palma in here so i got uh carrie of course i also wait see- a minute wait a minute wait a minute well, i am getting ready to completely show you how stupid i am i okay. had no idea brian de palma did carrie because when what? you said brian de palma no i swear when you said brian de palma i was like Dude, that's like gritty noir style city films. What 
what horror movie did it? And then you mentioned one of the most important classic horror films of all time. <laughs> not only Robbie did he stupid. Not only Robbie did he uh, he make that, but I'm looking at the uh, uh, real uh, official uh, theater uh, card poster here for it. He made Dress to Kill, which I think is a wonderful horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually he claims he never watched Jalo, an Italian horror movie. Um, but if you've ever seen a Jalo and then you watch Dress to Kill, you're like, he totally 100% watched a Jalo and then was like, I want to make one of these Brian De Palma Oh, style. okay. I don't even know that one. Uh, Dress to Kill? Oh, it's great. Oh, my God. No, Dress no, no. no. I know Dress to Kill, the, oh, oh. the other one you were talking about. Oh, a Jalo? It's, a Jalo is yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. the specific form of which, uh, that's what Tenebrae is when I ask Shark about Tenebrae. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Tenebrae is a very, uh, it's, it's, it's not really considered his best movie by anyone. Most people go with Suspiria or even Deep Red, and I love those movies, those Dario Argento movies. But Tenebrae just has uh, a tone and a feel all to its own. It's it's uh, gorgeous. Yeah. It's I often, like I said, I often play it at Frischmas, um just to have on in the background. Uh, every every kill, although it's a kill, is uh, somehow <laughs> done like expertly and beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. This this now invokes me into a, a question. Uh-huh. Yep. What would you do with a movie like Silent Night, Deadly Night? Oh, I mean, uh, that's a Christmas movie, but it's a horror movie. So what do you do with it? Uh, it depends which one you're talking about. It's definitely a horror movie. I'm talking about the very first one. Punish! Uh, <laughs> Man, have you ever seen the second one? It's, it's considered one of the worst horror movies of all time. No, I... So... so all right, so you know how my birthday is near the or is the day after Christmas? Yeah, yes, yes. Famous. So when I was twelve, when I was eleven or twelve, I had um, a slumber party, okay. and so all these Why boys, wasn't I you know, invited? from I didn't know you yet. <laughs> so all these boys from Bonnie and Ina, you know, came to stay, and it was a great party. My parents were so cool for letting us have it, but. My parents rented Silent Night, Deadly Night for us oh, to all watch. Shoot. Yeah. And, and we knew it was horror, but I don't think they knew all the graphic nudity and gratuitous nudity. Sure. So, so anyway, you got a bunch of 11, 12-year-old boys, whatever, laughing their ass off at, like, punish, and then, like, now, cutting people's oh, heads man. off, is this and the there's one nudity that, everywhere. Is this the one that ends? I get him confused. Is this the one that ends with a naked girl being... Stabbed onto deer ant- deer antlers on the wall. I that feels right. I think it is. I just remember a brutal kill on a pool table in it. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. remember that. <laughs> it's like two two teenagers are going to have sex, you know, so they've done the wrong thing. Yeah, and yeah. that's when the killer comes out screaming, "Punish!" Now, dressed as Santa Claus with an axe. Now, uh, <laughs> the only one I would have on that list. Uh, is Black Christmas. I love Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Is... Do I know Black Christmas? Uh, Black Christmas had, it was made by uh, Bob, uh, what's his name? Ah, shoot, it just slipped my mind. Real simple name. He Bob made, Odenkirk. He made, Odenkirk. yes. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, how's it going? Ah, <laughs> um, um, oh, dang it, he made uh, our favorite. He made Christmas Story. And Same also, guy? Yep, and he also made a movie called Black Christmas, which actually uh, predates Halloween. And it has a steady cam uh, business, just like Halloween. Uh, any, it, Black Christmas is phenomenal. It has a great actress in it. Somebody we know. I can't place her right now. I want to say 1974. Okay, Margaret, I'm looking at it right now. Margaret so here's your Kidder. actors. Margaret Olivia Hussey. Margot Kidder. There she is, Margot Kidder. I was right. John Saxon. Kier Duella. Lane Griffin. Marion Waldman. There's, there's, there's and Art Hendel. 
But yeah, I mean that's yeah. enough. Nineteen seventy four follows a group of sorority sisters. And it's great. It's a there's like a dirty caller keeps calling them, breathing. So, oh, nice, nice. And uh, Kidder's like yelling at him, being the tough. She's like the sorority mom. Great movie. Uh, I would put that one in there. Next on the list, we got the OG Halloween. I can't go with Halloween yeah. season without yeah. watching OG Halloween. It's great. He, everybody claims it's like one of the first this or that. It's not. He stole the music, I'm pretty sure, from Dario Argento's uh, uh, Suspiria, which was on the list a couple weeks ago for me. Right, um, right. Uh, it came out a year before it. I'm almost positive he stole it. It just had a band, and he was like, I can play that on synth, and nobody will know. He changed it. He did. It's not exactly the same, but you can when you hear one and hear the other, then you'll be like, ah. Everybody says, oh, it's the first, uh, those tracking shots where it's just the killer's uh, <clears throat> vision, where it's just a steady cam shot. Not true. Uh, there's a uh, black, uh, what is it, Bay of, Bay of Evil? That Mario Bava movie, many years before it. And Black Christmas has POV shots. Um, so, no, didn't do that either. Uh, independent movie, blah, blah, blah. He went to school the same place that all the movie brats did. He had financing for that movie. That was not an independent movie. Studio gave him money. It, was, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was not an independent movie. It was a studio-made movie. I've heard all my life the most, the number one move, mainly making movie, independent movie of all time was Halloween. Crock of shit. It, that's not, not true at all. Right. Isn't it actually like a Kevin Smith movie? What's that? No, no, I'm not being. I'm not oh, being oh, a oh, joker. Independent movie. Like, um, it, yeah, now, uh, his is up there. It may not be number one, but he's pretty high up there. Yeah, I'd he? say nowadays it's probably Talk to Me. Um, oh, Skinnamarink. Um, You're right. Uh, Blair Witch probably still might have. Uh, oh crap, handle. Blair Witch! I forgot and, about uh, it. Which, by the way, Paranormal Activity might have the. I really Sorry did find Blair Witch hey, scary. Shark. Hey, Bart? Sharknado's back. Yeah, Robbie, I am. Creepy. I am never, never, never again agreeing to feed and water your sex robots while you're out of town, dude. These things are insane. Why are you well, doing that for Eastwood? He's home. <laughs> well, that's a messy job, though. I have white gloves. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. White, white gloves, y'all. White gloves. All right, we only got a couple left. I got, uh, yep, Carrie, Deep Red. That's it. Deep Red is the last one. Uh, it's, it's not it's not Tenebrae, but it's another great, great movie. Love it. Hey, Shark, have you ever seen The Wicker Man? The Wicker Man. Starring well, in, in the 70s, it was himself. everywhere, but, you know, I mean, since about 85 or so, no, I really haven't seen much Wicker anywhere. You know, you I agree. Count, Count Dooku, The Wicker Man. Rob, have you ever seen The Wicker Man with Count Dooku? I think I started it and couldn't finish it. Well, it's rough. It's rough. I, I'm not going to tell you it's a great movie. The ending of it is so well executed, though, and so creepy. Uh, maybe I could just have Shark watch the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Because the first, uh, good luck with that. The first forty-five, there's just lots of Irish lullabies and song. All right, now here I have honorable. The mention. final scene was number forty-five on Bravo's hundred scariest movie moments. Okay, yeah, it of is. Of the crazy. Wicker Man, I watched it when I was way too young, and it freaked me out. I love it because it's uh, like old world religion versus Christianity, and the cop that comes there is just like. You Do know, you mean? No one knew what they were doing or why they were there. <laughs> but their legacy. 
lives on. <laughs> By the way, I made Sam watch Spinal Tap the other night. And you know what she said to me? Made her. You know what she said? She said, there's maybe two minutes of funny stuff. The rest of it's boring. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Here are my honorable mentions. Dario Gento's The Opera, Eaten Alive by Toby Hooper. Insane movie. Lady Vengeance, Korean uh, movie. And then this one's not really a Halloween movie, but I count it as a Halloween movie. E.T., The Extraterrestrial, because they have that fabulous... Yeah, because it doesn't uh, all take place during Halloween. It takes place at Halloween, that's right. Some and if we're going to say Die that Hard. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, <laughs> we're right. going to have to say E.T. is a Halloween movie. movie. I get you. I feel you. I feel you. All right, so those are my movies. Now, let's get to this thing here. I believe Before we, we start this guitar thing, I want to tell you, I saw a cool t-shirt yesterday that I'm thinking about ordering. And the shirt says on the front, I was baptized in muddy waters. And I love that shirt. Okay. So anyway. Well, I was going to tell you, whatever you do, don't get a Spinal Tap shirt because literally no one nobody will knows get it. the reference. Shark is so upset about that Spinal Tap. I am. I am. But, you know, actually when you said that about Sam, though, Rob, that made sense. It's like, you know, if you didn't, I mean, that movie, we grew up with 70s rock. And that's really yeah. more of what tap is based. You know, it's not based on the hair metal of the '80s. You know, they became that. They made fun of that later on. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, yeah. If if you don't like know the stories of like Led Zeppelin and the Fish and all that sort yes. of, you know, I mean, that's kind of yes. like. So if you don't have that context, you know, it's like, why would it be funny? You know. Well, like um, so, for instance, when Nigel was doing his guitar solo, mm-hmm. I looked at her and I said, "This is making fun of Pagey," and she's like, "How?" Because she yeah, loves exactly. Led Zeppelin. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. so then I explained yeah. it. And she's like, oh, that's not that funny. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like you don't <laughs> understand oh the God. first time he, we saw him walk out there and pick up the violin, we cried. We I mean, mm-hmm. we had to rewind it. It was so yeah, funny. Yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. She, I mean, thought, uh, like, she thought Nigel talking about his guitars Zeppelin was screamingly funny. was still on funny. the radio then. You know what I mean? You could, yeah, like, yeah. You could like, be watching Tap and flip the channel and see Paige doing exactly that on <laughs> Song Remains the Same. You know I mean? Well, uh, let's like, be honest. For instance, I had to explain to her that a lot of it is making fun of like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, yeah. right, and stuff like that. And she doesn't know any of that stuff. Sure. So she's like, okay. And okay. also, <laughs> uh, in her defense, um, how many mockumentaries has she seen before this? That's right. Yeah, yeah, so I made her, so I had her watch Waiting for Guthman, and she thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, she but didn't, I, what I'm she saying, didn't like, like Best in Show. I guess what I'm saying is it's it's infiltrated pop culture a long time ago. Exactly. With the, with the Office yes. and all that stuff. We like, had never seen a mockumentary before. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But I see now, what you're saying. But now the idea of putting a camera on somebody it's pretending so everywhere, to be something, yeah. it's just such, it's on it's on TikTok. It's on YouTube. Like, it's, it's just, yeah, it's so everywhere that to see it, <clears throat> done so gracefully at a, such a nice loving pace as where it began would yeah. be bore I can see where it would just be boring out of your skull <laughs> right right well, that's, not, you know, like Shark said it, minus the references you put those two things together and you're asking yeah. for a disaster I mean I mean I'll give you an example how many uh, even in the Pearl Jam um, documentary Cameron Crow did you know PJ20 mm-hmm they have a whole bit about them being spinal tap with drummers, you know, because they've had like four. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And I mean, like to everybody watching that, it's screamingly funny. But like, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't find spinal tap funny, it's like, okay, 
<laughs> you know well, what I mean? Like, I'll tell you I mean, what, the equivalent, it's like that electric apricot that I've talked about a few times, right? Yeah. So if you were, right now, if you were, you know, between 25 and 35, that's your spinal tap. I tried right, to watch yeah. it, and, and I didn't understand the reference humor. You know, it's like, if I was a big... That, you know, if I'd been big into the jam band scene and, like, understood why it was funny that some guy from Widespread Panic was throwing shade at some guy from Dave Matthews' band, uh, uh, you know, right. I would think it's hilarious. But, Did you know, I don't, drop I don't know all the... Bridge? Well, I can understand. Well, I, yeah, I mean, other than them dropping yeah. poop on people, that's probably the only joke I'd get, you know? I mean... Well, I tell you what, in the early 90s, Koppel and I found a movie that had come out that didn't get much love, but to this day, we think it's a cult classic called Fear oh. of a Black Hat. Oh, and it yeah. makes fun of uh, it's a it's a spinal tap of a gangster rap group. Nice. And it, it's funny. It's funny as hell. I it's thought that was CB4. I know, but this is like <laughs> shot just like Spinal Tap. Um, right. Uh, you know, they have like the director <laughs> talking to them. They have, you know, one guy, for instance, every song they have, he is trying to say it's actually political commentary. So he'll be like, when we are singing about booty juice. What we're really talking about is the infiltration of racism into the culture. You know, like it's right, it's right, completely right, screamingly right. funny. But you yeah, know. it's, it's and this, we, is, these... this is lick me, love pump, the saddest song yes. ever, right? Yeah, yes, sure. exactly. <laughs> so again, I, I, I mean, I think you guys are hundred percent right. It's or how we had never the... seen this stuff. It was new to us, so it broke ground and yeah. became special. I like and how he puts Ingve J. Malmsteen on yeah. the cover so that he's not confused <laughs> with all the other Ingve <laughs> Malmsteens out there. And he is so ah, serious so and dead. Dead. I can't even say it's straight faced. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> I mean that is just like to so me not to the delivery confused. on that is the same thing as like but you're not as confused as Nigel. No, it's, you know what I mean? it's the same thing. <laughs> no, no, we shan't we shan't play it again. So what are we getting to first here? Are we gonna get to right. sorry, I don't wanna cut we're off. We're we're running. No no no, off, let's off. get into this. Are we okay, doing so like top let me let me ask a question. Or are we doing our top ten butthole uh guitar? Let's players? do the buttholes and here's my thought. And you guys me what you think here i think i should go first and the reason why is i'm not a guitar player so i'm just a complete right. fanboy so then the true guitarists can step in and go okay now wait a minute here's what we really should be talking about what do you think? seconds baby shark shark or, shark or do you think an or should <laughs> I'll i suck go at last? that bottom feeding goodness baby I'll suck or at should I go, bottom feeding goodness or should i go last because i'm not a guitar no player. i think I'm you go either i think you go first but i really like uh, yeah. a lot that uh, I haven't said sloppy seconds in probably twelve years. It really tickled me. Okay, so are, so I bet both of you can guess my number one guitarist on this list. So this is but this is a whole guitar player. I'm guessing it's probably the same as mine. If I'm guessing it's the same as mine. Eddie Van Halen. No, nope, he's on nope. the list though. All right, all right, go ahead. Who do we got? Who's Shark. Got? What do you think? I, it's Teddy Nugent. No, he's number two. I knew you'd have him high. He's my number one biggest a-hole guitarist is Eric Clapton. Yeah, it's hard to argue with. I've got him on All there. All right, but. so so it's already got the one out. Of, we already let the food out of the trunk there. So it's Clapton and Nuge. Yep. Then I go Robbie Robertson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then this is the one that's not a good guitar player necessarily, but is enough. Just good. Uh, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I have Kurt Cobain on my list. You son of a bitch. He was my number one. Okay, he's on there. Player. Okay. Now, I, Shark, can I, can don't, I tell don't you get why? upset. Because oh, I'm, 
I'm infuriated. This is why uh, I, uh, well, there used to be a publication called Guitar. <laughs> there used to be magazines, first of all. And uh, a couple of those magazines were all about guitars. And uh, one of them was an interview with him when they first uh, came out. And he plays, what did he play? A jazz master, I believe? Fender jazz Yeah, master. Cobain. Yeah, he, yeah, well, yeah. he played a Mustang, and then he played a yeah, uh, the Jaguar. Mustang, that's what I always think. And then Jaguar. they like, made him a Jagstang, you know, yeah, which is right. some combination of... Um, so, as every interview... They should have called it the Jagstain. <laughs> <laughs> as any guitar uh, interview goes in guitar world or guitar player, eventually they ask you about your guitar. And uh, Cobain goes on to, you know, he's... It's just this crappiest stuff. He says, like, uh, yeah, I hate this thing. It never stays in tune. I, don't I remember who, this. I don't know who made this piece of crap, but I'd like to find him and smack the hell out of him. You, like, just like, well, first of all, Kurt, you know what guitar you're playing, and uh, <laughs> you know exactly who designed that guitar. And, you're and you also a- know that if it doesn't stay in tune... There's other guitars that will. <laughs> so and anyway, you've got go enough money to go buy one of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just was so that was my first like, ugh, f this guy, dude. You're being yep. you're being interviewed by Guitar Player Magazine. You're in a rock and roll band. I know you want to come off as a butthole, but you really just are. I'm a, a Gen Xer, if, aloof. <laughs> if you want to, if you spend all your time acting like an a hole. You are an a-hole. There's no, That's more, right. That's there's right. no more disguise anymore of for, hey, I'm yep. doing it for funny effect. I'm a rock and roller. No. Right. No. no you're just happen. an a-hole. When a gearhead asks uh, Jack White about his gear, he's going to be like, okay, yeah, let me show you. I got my, you know, he's going to go into it. He's they're happy oh, about he's, that. He's, he's insane hours. with it. He's like, I yeah. put this bender on there, and yes. I put a kill switch on there, and then we yes. change this pickup. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be to, like, to, I hate Leo Fender. I wish I knew who designed this guitar. Okay. Yeah, right. I want to no piggyback kidding. off this. So I'm going to drop down a couple in my list. All right. I put, Bill, I put Billy Corgan on here. Oh, okay. Billy Corgan yeah. was a complete okay. J-E-R-K when he was younger. He was. But I've been sending shark videos that on their special Smashing Pumpkins TikTok, lately Billy Corgan is going back and getting out the guitars and the equipment he used to record like Siamese Dream cool. and stuff. And he is such a nice guy talking about this stuff and how excited he is. His, and uh, stuff. his wife makes so TikToks So I think he's matured him, a bit, and his, but he's Yeah, a and they're always uh, quite pleasant. I'm always like, oh, he who was, like he's all who right. was, I saw somebody last night. It, it may have been, may have been Keith or Clapton or one of them or somebody, but it was like they were showing an interview and they were, oh no, oh, no, it's Jimmy Page, and he was he was 18 years old, and then they were asking him like, hey, you're a session musician, this and that, and uh, you know, it's uh, what's it like working with all these big stars, you know? And he's like, what's well, kind of He's like, it's kind of disappointing, you know, he's, and, and basically what you're getting, what he's trying to say is like, you know, I'm not really starstruck, you know, I figured they'd be bigger than life and they're really not, they're just human beings, you know, but he's an 18 year old kid, so it comes off as him <laughs> being snotty and arrogant, you know, and so well, the, inter- funny, Shark. Well, the interviewer asks him, you know, and he's like 65 in this interview, you know, and the interviewer asks him, you know, like real seriously, and Paige is like, 
Yes, I meant every single thing I said when I was 17 years old, and I regret nothing. You know, I mean, like real sorry. Like, I mean, seriously, I'm I'm 65, and you're throwing up right. a clip of when I was 17. I mean, come on, man. So that is why the next on my list is Uh-oh. Page, younger Page, Uh-oh. 60s, page. 70s Page. Yes, okay. I, I see. I'll argue okay. against that. No, one. I'm with you. But I'm, I'm with, with you. you. He was but a I, kid. I get you. But I don't even think okay. he was an asshole when he was a kid. Okay, maybe it's just British. <laughs> I th- well, I think that. So I've got a theory. At the end of all this, I got a theory, and, okay, and, so and now, British is part of it. <laughs> okay, so my next one, you guys mentioned Eddie Van Halen. What? My next one after Eddie is Ike Turner. <laughs> nice. That's a good. Yeah, point. that's 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 a good inclusion. Okay, I gave you Billy Corgan. So my next one, and he was damn near number two on my list, but I don't want to give him enough respect. Lindsey Buckingham. Um, he is a complete <laughs> okay. pretentious a-hole. Yeah. And my last one on the list, and I guess we could probably say this is more in the youth, but I'm putting Tommy uh, Tommy Iommi from Black Sabbath. Oh. I don't know, man. You lose finger. <laughs> so that's my top that's ten okay. arrogant, well, will, uh, arrogant guitarists. I got, nice. Uh, okay. A-holes, a-holes. On the bottom of my list here, I got... Uh, West now we get to the real guitar players, folks. No, it's this not is what we be. want to pay attention. Be. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, this is mine. Is I got Wes Borland. Now I know mm-hmm. you're thinking, is he supposed yep. to, guitar? I thought you're supposed to have guitar players on here. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you if you look at his, just take one look at his rig. First of all, he's wearing a mask the whole time. Like talk about an anti. I thought Fred Durst would not want to be around a masker. <laughs> but apparently he does. But if you look at what Wes Borland plays through currently, right now, on stage, you will look at his amps behind him and go, now that's a beep. <laughs> because, yeah. because it's, uh, anyway, so that's number yeah. that's bottom of the list. Then I got, he's so close to Gene Simmons, he can't be a good guy, Ace Freely. Uh, yeah, okay. I, got so- okay. I got him on there. I got him on there. Association. Nice. Uh, I almost put him on there. I got uh, Josh Worley. He's a guy that used to play at open mic, and man, I hated his guts. Okay, damn it, you stole my joke. Yeah, yeah, I had that same joke on mine. It's like, this guy, Jim Bannon from Centralia, that asshole. I played a show with him one time. Well, I had same, same joke. I love it. I am over here dropping Ike Turner and you two <laughs> dropping dudes you met at a bar on a Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Let me erase that one. That's, well, now at least I know it was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, so uh, after that, I also had Kurt Cobain. I had Eric Clapton. I had Eddie Van Halen. Next, I got Noel Gallagher. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Most, wow. Just one of That's the worst. so good it should have been on my list. I'm he, mad at myself. He is, uh, well, everybody knows what he is. But then, like, when you see him play guitar, and he thinks he's in, like, the rock pantheon of great guitar players. I'm like, dude. Anyway, yeah, so he's on the list. Next, I got Brian Jones. Uh, yeah. Brian Jones thought he was really something. And if you listen to what he contributed to those Stone songs and then listen to what happened after when they got a good guitar player. Yeah, it's kind of night and day, it's isn't it? It's night and day. Like, it's just like, oh, that guy wasn't hey, very good. I played his sitar on Paint It Black. I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he played his sitar to try to cover up how bad a guitar player you are. You might be Brian Jones' guitar player. 
Next on that, the list, ladies and uh, gentlemen, is what we call a callback in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> Last on my list, uh, I can say it because he was only an a-hole to me. Um, that would be, and actually, I was an a-hole, a bigger a-hole to him, but that's Mr. George Thorogood. I knew it. And I actually got one of those guys on my list too. All right, let's hear. You know it, what's Shark. funny about your? You know what's funny about your uh, George Thorogood thing is, uh, remember Mike Ferris, the art teacher? Yeah, I love Mike. Yeah. Okay, Mike has this story where he saw Thorogood at Mississippi Nights, and yes. Thorogood was out on the edge of the stage, like jamming, and he was knighting people in the audience with his guitar. And Mike yeah. thought it was like the coolest thing he'd ever seen. He loved Thoroughgood to this day. He thinks he's like the coolest guy ever. And you're sitting there going, no, no, no. I met him. He's an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have met's a strong word. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We were insulted? Pass- we were insulted? Passing, is that a better word? We were passing ships in the night, and uh, <laughs> I was told a lot of things, and then I happened to... Yeah, it's a long story, but uh, yeah, I've heard it and I love it. But anyway, okay, had a lot to do with this headband. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Are we to? Are we to Sharknado yet? Yes, yes, we are. We're close on time. All right, I know Sharknado's number one. It's Dick Dale. No, I'm kidding. kidding. Well, here's here's. I got some honorable mentions real quick before I get in my list. All right, all right. Um, so honorable mentions: Ace Freely and Paul Stanley. Um, I wanted to do Paul Stanley, but he's yeah. not a good enough guitarist. So okay. <laughs> I hate to say it, but Ed King, uh, you know, Skinner, oh. original Skinner guitar player, not yeah. not a real nice guy. Yeah. I put I put Rick, Rick Beato on the list. I figured we needed somebody new, fresh, somebody go. the kids like would that. know. Now, this, now wait a minute: Are your last two on the list, or are they still honorable mentions? No, no, these are still honorable mentions. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. I put I Nigel say, on my honorable mention list hey, because Nigel I, is the culmination I, 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 of Nigel all, all of the A Hill guitar That's players. Great. And now here's my this this one's my. Uh, my thorough good story. Dick Dale. Dick Dale was my hero. I met him. Oh, I forgot this I is had true. A Dick Dale oh my God, I forgot Stratocaster. Yep, yep, and, yep, and I took it to a show. I held it. I held it. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was. I gave it to him to sign it, and uh, it had the factory strings on it, which were probably tens or something, you know. And uh-huh. this guy. I mean, I guess he puts piano wire on Get his guitars. He plays like seventeens <laughs> or something like that. And oh well, I'll, I'll I'll self censor it. Uh, so he's he plucks. He like pulls one of the strings. He looks at me. He's like, "What are you, some kind of sissy?" Seventeen is insane, though. What's wrong with that guy? So here's my actual top ten. All right, here we go. Number number ten, I got Frank Zappa, baby. Oh yes, Yes. just because I agree with Frank Zappa does not mean that he was (laughs) not a jerk. Absolutely, Jeff Jeff Beck. Absolutely, Jeff Beck. Yes. Jeff yes. Beck was, I mean, Jeff Beck is the blueprint for Nigel Tufnell, you know? And yeah. he, I mean, all the way down to the bad haircut and everything, he is a capital J-E-R-K to quote Eastwood. <laughs> and here's here's a bigger one than him, O'Keefe. I thought oh. about putting him on mine. I, I had a I, mention for me. Keith yeah. ain't never, the only thing, the only time I've ever heard Keith say something nice about somebody was Graham Parsons. Other than that, I've never heard him say a nice word about anybody. Okay. Uh, I I think this one in his as he's aging he seems to be getting a little better. But John Mayer. Oh, oh okay. God, that's a good one. That yeah. is a good I one. Think he seems like a, I think he's always seemed like an okay guy. <laughs> Maybe I'm. Just <laughs> well, this uh, next one, this next one will pull no disagreement. One okay. Dave Mustaine. Oh, oh man, nice. you are so right. That's oh great. my God. 
That should have been on my list. Yeah. Oh. It's like now I tell you, here's He's still mad. Damn dude. you, shark. Here's my top five, and then, and then the top five is really almost like no order. You know what I mean? Because these guys, these guys are all kind of equal. So yeah. I'll start the ch- top five with one Chuck Berry. Yes. Yes. You know, um, yes. After, after old Chuck, I got to say Pete Townsend. Yes. Oh, Why didn't man. I put that on there? Why didn't I put that on there? I love The Who, and he's horrible. After Old Townsend, I'd say Richie Blackmore gets him. Oh. <laughs> okay, I don't really. All right. And I'm, I'm shocked as much as I've talked about him the last three weeks. Nobody had Ingve at number two. <laughs> I try not to think of Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one's a tie. So Ted Nugent got number one, and it's mostly just because he's a, just a bad human being. Yes. Um, yeah. But I I threw Jimmy Bryant as a tie with Ted Nugent. Um, Who's Jimmy Bryant? So Jimmy Bryant was like the original, like master of the Telecaster. Like, and I say the original because like oh, Leo Leo had invented the thing, and like he's like, hey, that's pretty cool. And like yeah. if it wasn't for Jimmy Bryant, it might not even been a thing. But he was yeah. such a jerk that I mean. Leo Fender banned him from his factory. He's like, I don't care how... It would, it'd be like Eddie Van Halen. It'd be like, I don't care how good you are. You don't get to come here anymore. We don't care about you anymore. Yeah. They wouldn't put him on records. They would. I mean, he basically was just such a jerk. The business is like, we don't care how good you are. You're done. And if you're... If you... In you order to be... If you're that dude, good and you now. get run out of the business for your attitude, I mean, you that's, that's saying something. I mean, if Ingve can have yeah. can have work, you know, I for mean, like seventy years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, hey, I got uh, one that I, I, I say, wondered we are, if we should have been on the time list for the radio show. I just, yeah, throw yours on there. I have some honorable mentions, real fast. Well, yeah, no, this uh, is a question to ahead. you guys. Sure. Would we put Keith Richards on it? I did. Oh, yeah, he's Shark, on mine. Did. Shark was. It was on oh, Shark. you did. You did. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I must. Uh, yeah, because uh, that just seems like one I really miss badly. He's not as uh, nice as people thought he was, and that video of him changing a string upsets me in so many ways. BB King, BB uh, King's on my list, and Joe Bonamassa made uh, honorable mentions. Oh well. yeah, we I are thought about time for Joe the radio Bonamassa. show. So uh, for WDBX, come on over to the podcast. You can hear more of our genius. Jump on over to 2021 on the podcast, uh, wherever they are. I said sold like we're making money. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever they're found. Hey, we'll see you later, everybody. Okay. podcast. Yes. BB King. If you haven't seen that video of him changing that fucking string where he's like, uh, people are like, this is where B.B. King became a legend. And I want to say, this is where somebody should have told B.B. King he doesn't have to change his string, does not have to be that complicated. Right. <laughs> because the way he changes it is in insane i've never seen anybody change a string the way he does and it's like the money it's oh. like how can we make this complicated do that exactly, exactly do you do does. you know who's on my list that i wish now i would have put like i had made a note and just kind of walked away from it neil young neil young is yeah. a famous a-hole yeah he's uh, a famous yeah, he a-hole i could see that so here's um, the here's the bigger question that's been floating around my mind so you know what I mean, there's some obvious things that qualify you as a, as a jerk. I mean, if you're if you're just a jerk, you know, if that's your personality, that's fine. But let's take let's take Ingve as an example because Ingve, I think, exhibits a couple of the characteristics. One, you've got a cultural barrier there. So, like, you know, like the the Dutch guy in Lasso, right? You know, he's just very blunt and he's very frank. You know, he yes, doesn't sugarcoat yes. stuff. And he and doesn't like, mean anything rudely. Right. He just. It's culture, yes. Right. So I wonder how much of Ingve in particular is just you know the, you know the matter of factness as opposed to the beating around the bush, 
And then two, you know, there is always some jealousy that's associated with, hey, these people can do something that I can't do. Um, right. You know, so arrogance. So I wonder, you know, are, are we talking about the top ten biggest jerks in guitar playing, or are we talking about just the top ten people who weren't humble about their ability? Okay, that's a good question. And so mine, I really tried to find bad people. So let me give you an example. Eddie Van Halen, I'm, I'm never... I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to get over this. About a year or two before he died... He did, he did Valerie wrong. Okay, about a year or so before he died, two years, he did an interview where he said he had to teach... What's the bass player's name? Oh, Michael Anthony. Yeah, he said he had to teach him all the bass stuff for all the songs, that he didn't know how to play it. And Sammy Hagar comes out and is like, What? He made up all the bass stuff when I was in the band. What is he talking about? So that's just a jerk. That's just yeah. a jerk. Have you guys ever seen that? Hey, by the way, it's me. It's Neil Diamond, everybody. Hey. You know, yes, is Neil hey. Diamond on our list? Uh, that's <laughs> right? what I was wondering, boys. I was listening. You know, I got a live feed. <laughs> Goes to you, Oh, boys. I know. You're always with us. Even I'm when you're not with us, you. you're listening. with us. I love your magic. By God damn it. I love and you, it. And don't you love magic, I think? If you want to know a few things about me, boys, here they go. One, I absolutely love magic. I love it with a bullet. I don't know what that means. Short of the, I had many bullets in my career because I came from Tin Pan Alley, Hitmaker Alley, they should have called it. Anyway, me and Rosalita doing quite fine. Still, still in isolation. Still? Still? Living. Still living life for our fullest here in isolation. I don't want to tell her that the pandemic's over. I've got a trap Hello. here with me. It's been good times, boys. <laughs> good times. <laughs> good times. I heard you talking about a-hole. Wait, you're off the radio. I heard you talking about asshole guitar players, and I thought, <laughs> well, I better stop by and see who's on the list. That guy from, uh, from, uh, <laughs> The other guitar player from the Eagles, not Joe Walsh. Oh, uh, Joe Walsh was cool, man. Joe Walsh was just like, did so many drugs. That's why he wore those uh, those crazy rubber pants. He just shit his pants all the time. <laughs> shit. Hey, man, that guy knew how to party, man. Me and Joe are cool. <laughs> he can't. He's got a Ferrari. He can't drive it. He's shitting himself. He's got so many tickets. <laughs> Joe shitty ass Walsh, what we always call it. Put clothespins on, you saw it coming. Just like Trump. I hear Trump has the same problem. You hear see people, see people making faces. It's because I hear, you know what they told me? They told me Trump shits himself daily. I'm talking every two hours, shit. Just going down his legs, running down his ankles. This son of a bitch has got browner socks and Giuliani's chin. That's right. That's a deep reference. Hey, everybody, do you guys doing all right? I, I think so. <laughs> That's good. So, well, who's on your list of uh, jerk guitar players, well, Mr. Jewish Elvis? The uh, hey, it's me, that Jewish Elvis. I'm the goddamn diamond. Don't you forget it. I'm back. I can't no, really I mean, talk like, about play, Palestine you know, you play, right now. Don't ask. So me here's questions. my question. 
It's a hot uh, topic, and I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, don't, dude. <laughs> so, um, so here's the it's thing. It's a hot Walsh. topic, by the way. I mean, Mr. My, Diamond. My, uh, my newest bracelet <laughs> at Hot Topic. That's why I brought so it up. So I... Uh, I put Diamond. on my list Robbie Robertson, and yes. none of the guys did. Notorious now, you played asshole. at the last waltz. Do yep. you think I'm right? Notorious asshole. I uh, knew it. I mean, this guy invites me on there. I fuck his wife, and then he gets mad at me. Jesus, like, Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. doesn't he know that women swoon the second you are even... 20 to 30 Listen, miles of a region. There was a time in the 70s, if I was anywhere near you, I was fucking you. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Men and women didn't Men, matter. Men and women, the just amount of juice endorphins coming off my chest. <laughs> my bare chest. There were endorphins coming off of it like you wouldn't believe. People just run to me. It was like just, perpetual hot summer nights, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> hot summer nights, vagina in my face. Hot summer nights, put that dick in my ass. We're going to do it like Richard Petty. And hey, remember that time when I told you about the one guy talking about Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor? <laughs> yes, I, I will never forget and how Marlon Brando. You, Quincy Jones claims this is just a recap. I think that was back in the radio days. God damn, I'm glad we're off the radio. the radio days. This is what That's Quincy Jones That's when you Jones came to claimed. the studio. We were recording at Joe's house, and you showed up on your Learjet. And that's right. And sat in the studio with us. That's right. But it was magic, boys. God damn it. it was magic. <laughs> but listen, a lot of people say the pandemic's uh, quieted Quincy Jones down. That was why the pandemic was here, to quiet Quincy. <laughs> double double Q. Quincy Jones was spilling tea, boys, like there was snow tomorrow. Hold on. Rosalita, that's my thigh oil. Don't you spill my precious thigh oil, Rosalita. <laughs> You're going to rub down my thighs. 25 minutes, that's the schedule. And then it's my toenails, your best favorite part of the week. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> You were talking about Quincy Jones. Yes, Quincy Jones said that he knew that Marlon Brando used to fuck Richard Pryor in the act. <laughs> all of Richard, a sudden, all I can think of is uh, Pocahontas, Marlon Brando, Richard, and me. Now listen, I can't do a Richard Pryor, but I can do another comedian named Bill Cosby. So it would go, oh, some, no. it would go something like this. Go! Oh, you fucking be in my ass. Go! Oh. Stop the doobaloo. Hey, oh, oh, oh. Get your big ass. It feels. <laughs> That's what Quincy Jones said. That was him verbatim. God damn it. I wish we could find the clip of Gilbert Gottfried talking about this. Because it would just delight me. Nonetheless, I heard it's true. Uh, if anybody wants to make some fan art or maybe some AI, oh no, somebody can AI that so I can have a poster of Marlon Brando and, <laughs> and Richard Pryor mid coitus. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. Me and Rosalita would stare at it night, night, talk about the many, many theories we had about the two and their long life together. I hear that Marlon Brando 
Shortly before he died, he used to wear a moo-moo and he would walk down Hollywood Boulevard to his favorite ice cream shop where he would usually get not two, not three, but four ice cream cones because four. of course some of them would melt. He would have two in each hand. And he would walk back to his house and he would just shit his pants the way home. I know it seems I'm talking about a lot of people shitty. This is another I was going to say, I see a theme going on this here. This is a true story. I'm not a fecal Freddy or anything like that. But I heard he would just fart and fart until his moo-moo turned brown. He was having wet ones, boys. <laughs> All right. I guess, uh, I guess I'll get out of here on that note. Nobody wants to have fecal humor, I suppose. <laughs> you didn't mention some of my A-hole guitar players that I can't stand. All right. So anyway, Eastwood asked me to do this. I think he disappeared. Is he gone from here? <laughs> He's gone. Son of a bitch. He does this every goddamn time. He likes, he likes to, I don't know if you've noticed, but he puts you to work. When he's tired of doing the show, he, he lets you come in and take over. So he you just kind of gets to he's just the kind of out. Guy, he's the kind of guy that's like, hey, you want to hang out? And you come over, and he's like, here's a paintbrush. Let's paint the halls. You ever notice that kind of thing? I do. I you do. He doesn't ever call it. you. He's like, hey, hey, Shark, you want to come over and hang out? And he's like, here's a microphone. Let's do some recording. <laughs> I got no money. I was in Eastwood's house one time, and he, he he said, "Hey, have you ever roofed a house?" And I said, "Yeah, I did it a few times." Next thing I know, I was roofing his fucking house. He was nowhere to be found. That sounds exactly like him. <laughs> sounds exactly like him. See, one time he was like, "I was like, hey, Eastwood, your toilet doesn't work." He said, "Oh, let me show you something." I turned around. I had a plunger in my hand, and he had disappeared. And I was locked <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom. Yep. I a knew. sign on the bathroom door it said. Fix the toilet is the only way out. It was like an escape room. He, the, he was like got, jigsaw. You cut, like your, jigs- you cut your leg off or fix the toilet. You, you decide. That's right. You know, goddamn. It, it's lucky because it involved torturing my balls, which just gave him character for my famous ball drops. People are often like, your balls are so distinct looking. I've seen a lot of balls. And they usually just look ugly and disgusting and all pretty much the same. But your balls, they really got character. They look like a Sam Peckinpah character in a Western. You know what I'm saying? They look like somebody from a Toby Hooper movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, they're getting chapped again. If you got any ball cream options, let me know. Anyway, this one's for Eastwood. I was working in my lab late one night. Oh boy. When I discovered an eerie sight. From the monster before slab before my eyes. Suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. He did the mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. He did the mash. It was caught in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash from a laboratory in the castle east. The master bedroom where the vampire feast. Uh, ghouls all humbled abode just to get a little shot. From my electrode, they did the mash. Hey, everybody. Happy Halloween. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. I hope you all have a good Halloween. 
And uh, this is Neil Goddamn Diamond saying, <laughs> have a happy one now, and we'll see y'all next time. Love you. Unless the guys want to go back to the guitar thing, that's fine, too. <laughs> but I'm out of here. I'm Neil fucking Diamond. Later. I kind of robbed the show. Sorry about that. See ya. Oh, man. Such a great time when he shows up. Hey, this is Eastwood. with Neil here. <laughs> I just got back from the bathroom. You know when you guys went to the bathroom earlier? When you were like, you better pee. Yeah, yeah, we started start the show. I didn't. I didn't do it. I had to go pee. I my understand. Dog, my dogs are fighting. I don't know what's going nice. on. Nice. Nice. Something, something's happening. All right. Uh, yeah, you guys. Is Shark here? I haven't heard from Shark. In a uh, shark had to, shark had to take care of a uh, uh, an issue. Oh, okay. <laughs> he sent a he sent a message, and he's like, "Gotta go, boys." <laughs> <laughs> was it Neil? Neil was uh... <laughs> <laughs> Neil was too much for him, as he usually is. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody! And um, yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're out of here. What do you say? I'm gonna say boo. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> how, how somehow a lot of percent of the American population still support Trump? Ooh, the real scary Halloween.